Welcome to The Lost Glory on Premier Radio. My name is David Marquis and we're continuing our series this week on creativity. The Lost Glory. There's a deep cry in the heart of every creative person. The frustration of the artist, the sense of being deeply misunderstood and out of place and at odds even with creation itself. It is like being an alien or an exile on the globe. There is a deep longing within, a gut feeling, an almost tantalising expectation that something indescribably satisfying is yet to come. There is a yearning in the heart and the mind of the artist for something that is not yet, and occasionally an almost prophetic sense that one day we will step into it, or perhaps simply stumble upon it around the next corner. Anyone who's ever been involved in creative things has almost certainly felt at times like they were perhaps a little mad, or at the very least assumed others were thinking it about them. But we're not really, because sometimes, just occasionally, we catch a glimpse of something divine, like a curtain being drawn back, only for a second. We're privileged for a moment in time to experience paradise. We are in it, and it's coming down to us. We can almost see and hear the sounds of heaven as the inspirational genius of the Holy Spirit connects with our God-given gifts, creating in us a unique worshipping ability. And this is real. It's a time when we are able to be ourselves and worship God in our way as only we can. These are the times that creative people live for and feed on when heaven comes to visit. It seems possible in everything we do, whether we play, sing, paint, create or act, to have the hallmark of heaven on it. When it happens, it's as natural as the breath of life flowing through us. The divine connection. Somebody throws the cosmic switch and everything works as it should. Creativity is no longer a struggle. We know what we want to do, we're clear-minded and everything that we do works. Sadly, all too soon, the curtain is closed once more, leaving us breathless, and the ordinariness we've been accustomed to returns. We're back again in what people call the normal world, feeling again at odds with creation, aliens once more. It's almost like a hand reached down to us, took us from the earth, and just when we thought we had reached our true destination, it let us go again. What I've just described has happened to almost every artist, musician, dancer, painter that I've ever met. They all talk of a tremendous frustration in their hearts. Sadly, many look everywhere else for satisfaction and completion, except to the creator of creativity himself. The enemy has fabricated a grand conspiracy. There is a big lie here that attempts to convince us that we can achieve satisfaction through art and creativity itself. That if we can only live life with this sense of creativity flowing through us, then everything will be okay. But tremendous frustration comes when we try to find complete fulfilment in our art. Nevertheless, many constantly try. Some of us grow sick of waiting and give themselves to other things. 
I heard recently that a musician I greatly admired had died of a drug overdose at a very young age. The high experience during these divine moments was so rare for him that the only satisfaction he could get out of normal life was through sniffing cocaine. He was desperately looking for the high of satisfaction and meaning and was immensely frustrated. Scores of stories with similar tragedies can be told of artists down through the ages. Creative person after creative person has fallen prey to sickness, sin, accidental death and sometimes even suicide through attempting to deal with tremendous pain. Artists will never find what they're looking for purely in their art. I've learned that trying to gain affirmation from one's giftedness just does not work because in order to achieve this, one has to aspire to perfection, to be constantly improving and never making any mistakes. That would bring satisfaction and affirmation, but it's an impossible ideal. Eugene Delacroix said, Artists who seek perfection in everything are those who cannot attain it in anything. It is all part of the satisfaction vibe that musicians and artists get stuck on. An obsession with striving for perfection that always leaves the person unsatisfied and unhappy about the present level of ability that they have. When they reach for this illusion and fail to grasp it, it usually results in depression. I was no exception. My wife used to say to me, you walk around with a portable black cloud over your head, even in the good times. It was a puzzle to me until one day during prayer, God showed me what the problem was. The Lord reminded me of a time when I was 13 years old. I was sitting on a couch with my mum and dad, one of the rare occasions I can remember that happening. My dad asked me, what do you want to do with your life? I told him that I wanted to be a musician. He laughed at me and he ridiculed me and eventually it became so painful that I ended up just hugging my guitar to my chest. Instead of receiving the affirmation I needed, I received ridicule and I looked to my music, represented by my guitar, to give me the comfort I sought. It was a deep, wounding experience, and God showed me that an unhealthy spiritual bonding had occurred. Going to music for comfort actually became a life habit for me. Even in adult life, if I had a disagreement with anyone, I would go and play my bass and feel better. As a professional musician, however, it became a problem. If I'd had a good session where everything turned out well, I'd be happy because everyone was pleased with my performance. I was affirmed and I felt good about myself. Conversely, if I had a bad day, however, it would have the opposite effect. Sometimes I did not have what the client was looking for. In truth, they were looking for something that I could not give them. This made me very depressed, sometimes for days. When you reach this point, it's easy to begin a downward spiral because the very music you seek to take comfort from has become your enemy. Now even your art has let you down and caused you pain. When the Lord revealed this buried memory from childhood to me, I knew I had to break the ungodly soul ties and bondage that were there and tell my Heavenly Father that from now on, He would have to be the one source of my affirmation and comfort. 
When I think of the way this bondage had defiled my natural gift, I realized why I'd always felt that I was fighting myself. God has allowed the events of my life to shape my understanding of the frustration of the artist, and I'm sharing these thoughts with you. Firstly, and most importantly, I want to say that real satisfaction comes only from knowing Jesus and allowing him to show you the Father. God truly is my Father, and he was the one who created me and gave me a burning passion for creativity. You know, salvation is not to be found in art or creativity, but only in the person of Jesus Christ. I believe the only thing that can really satisfy any artist is an intimate relationship with him and the knowledge of his glory. Glory is a good word. To live in the glory of God and have the glory of God in us is glorious. It's the only thing that can ever truly satisfy any human being because that was always God's plan. Secondly, we must recognise the nature of the problem we have as creative people. The battle we wage is to overcome the lack of understanding, lack of knowledge and lack of revelation of the nature of creative people that has created so much confusion. Hurting artists have often retreated to hide in their art and have turned their gift inward, instead of using the talents that God gave them to reflect his glory outwardly to others. As a result, they've remained hurting and misunderstood, while others have failed or refused to see that their God-given talent would flourish under his direction. Only when we come out of hiding and allow God to shape and direct us through an intimate relationship with him will we be truly free to express ourselves fully. The purpose of these talks is to give permission to the church and many frustrated artists and musicians to do and be what God has already said yes to. In these days, the Lord seems to be knocking at the door of various long-held and erroneous teachings and doctrines that really do amount to no more than personal preferences, cultural differences or misunderstood truths which have succeeded in preventing both the church and the artist from reflecting God's glory as they should. I also aim to show that the road to fulfilment, where all our gifts and abilities are fully used by God and we live in his glory, must pass through the territories of healing, of discovering one's destiny in Christ and becoming like children, trusting and releasing to God all that we so desperately cling to. So join me next week when we continue this series on creativity. And thank you so much for the letters and uh, communications uh, I've been getting from you. It's a great encouragement to know that you are listening and uh, enjoying uh, what we're bringing. Don't forget to log on to uh, the website, which is coming up shortly after this program. And um, uh, just let's let's think about uh, the the reformation of uh, all that is good and lovely that God has given us. Uh, I'm sure some of you out there have probably um, got a little bit discouraged because you haven't received real encouragement in your gifts. And um, if that's so, and you think we might be able to help you, um, you can write to me uh, at Folly's End, and uh, I promise that I will answer you. So in the meantime, until next week. Uh, God bless you all and uh, take care of yourselves and be very kind to one another. 
This series was taken from the book The Lost Glory, which is available from Folly's End. And don't forget, you can download all of these episodes as a podcast from our website, www.folliesend.org.